Welcome to the Rock Christian Church Podcast. Today's message is Choices by Sue Shearman. Each one of us individually is only you know how. That it might bring great fruit to our lives, Lord, and glory to you, Heavenly Father. In the name that is above every other name we pray, Jesus Christ, amen. Well, <clears throat> you know, throughout our lives, I'm going to have to put my glasses down there because I can't see when they're up. Throughout our lives, um, we make thousands of choices every day. From the moment that we open our eyes of a morning, we start to choose. We choose whether to jump out of bed straight away or press the snooze button a couple of times before we do. Once we're up, we choose what to put on, what to wear. We choose what to eat for breakfast. We make choices. We, On our way to work, we choose whether to have music on in the car, what song we want to listen to. All day long, every day, we make choices. And some of those choices will just have little impact in our lives, you know, whether you have Vegemite or peanut butter on your toasters, oh, unless you're allergic to peanuts, of course, will have little impact on our lives. But there are some choices that we make in our lives that will have a big impact, sometimes a huge impact, either for positive or for negative. Sometimes those choices, if they're not the right choice, can have a catastrophic attack on our life or an effect. You know, and if we went around the room here, there'd be more than one or two people here that have said that they've made a choice in their life that maybe they regret, that's had a negative impact. I can see nods, heads nodding on their lives. And others have made good choices and had a positive impact on their lives. Either way, our choices will make an impact on our lives. You know, we heard a couple of weeks ago, uh, Pastor Sean was preaching on Ruth and the impact that that had on her life, making a positive choice. She chose to follow uh, Naomi and she chose to follow Naomi's God and it had a very favourable outcome in her life. It produced God's blessing upon her. And as we navigate as Christians and through our Christian lives, um, we will all come to crossroads in where we have to make important choices. And depending on those choices that we make, it will either have a negative or a positive impact on our lives. You know, in the past, we've all made the choice or choices to get us where we are today sitting in this room, following God. We chose to do that, and if you haven't made that choice, I encourage you to make that choice, to follow Jesus, because it'll be the best choice that you've ever made. And some today are having to even make very important choices in their lives, and we will continue to have to do that until we change our address to our heavenly home, or till the Lord Jesus returns. We will continue to have to make choices. You know, choosing God's way 
will always produce good fruit. It might not look like it at the time to you and it might not be how we expect it to come. But choosing to obey God's way and to do things his way will always be the right choice, always. You know, it's it's often hard and painful, isn't it, when you have to stand by and see your children or loved ones making a choice that you know is the wrong choice and that there's going to be consequences for that choice. It's hard to do that. You know, um, our, our youngest son, Luke, uh, he always wanted to be, from the time he was really little, he always wanted to be a jet fighter pilot. And uh, he had his mind set, he had his focus set, you know, he was committed. When he went to school, he was studying hard and, um, you know, doing well at school. Um, and we were saying to him, you know, you're going to need your maths, you're going to need this, you're going to need to focus and settle down if this is what you want to do. And that was growing, going great guns until the hormones kicked in and girls kicked in and, and then everything else went out the window. And it was like, you know, we were saying, mate, you know, you, you're going to have to focus, set your focus. You've got to make a choice here. If this is what you want to do, you have to make a choice to commit to this. And yeah, mum, yeah, mum, yeah, mum, you know. And then what happened was we, he went for his interview in the Air Force and he came out and I could see the look on his face. And I said, what happened? And he said, I failed maths. And I looked at him and he looked back and he said, I know, Mum. <laughs> but it was too late, you know. It was, it was he, um, he went on to, he fixes the, the jet planes. Uh, but he, he wanted to be that jet uh, fighter pilot. And he knew after he had made that wrong choice that it was a bad choice to make. And that this was the consequences. And today, you know, I, I often think to myself as he's fixing those jet planes and he sees the pilots walking out to their jets, you know, um, wow, I should have made a different choice in my life. Um, so it's hard, you know, when you have to stand by and watch people um, make that choice. And you'll see them, you know, like God shutting doors and we'll jimmy them open, you know, and and push our way through and and say it's God's will. And against all warnings, you know, God will warn us, God will show us the way to go. He will set a path for us, and he'll give us every option to make the right choices. But sometimes, like Luke did, we don't listen, and we forge our way through, surge our way through to do what we want to do. And then we have to pay the consequences for that. But even in those times, you know, God is so gracious. He's so faithful, like we were just singing. I love that song I said to Karen this morning, that the faithfulness of God, the goodness of God. I love it. It's a song that really touches my heart because I can see back in my, you know, um, my past and right through my childhood that God, even though I wasn't faithful to him, he's, he was so faithful to me. God is gracious and, and merciful towards us. And always has been, as we'll see. If you're um, wanting to follow in the Bible, we'll go right back to the beginning in Genesis chapter 4. And talking about catastrophic, uh, catastrophic consequences. 
the background of Adam and Eve, we know that they made a, a real bad choice and it had catastrophic consequences for everyone choosing to obey, uh, disobey God. Chapter 4. Now, Adam and Eve knew, Adam knew his wife Eve and she conceived and bore Cain and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. A couple of weeks ago, a couple of a few weeks ago, we were out the back. I was doing youth with the kids, and um, that came up. And one of the kids said, "You know, well, they were married. Of course, he knew Eve, his wife." And I said to him, "No, this word knew is a knew his wife, and she fell pregnant. It was like, oh, <laughs> I love it." Verse 2, then she bore again, this time his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of the sheep and Cain was a tiller of the ground. So Abel was a shepherd and, and Cain was a farmer. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Abel also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering, but he did not respect Cain and his offering and Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. You know, these boys, or young men at this stage, uh, had came, come from the same household. They both learned the ways of God. They both were taught how to worship and bring an offering to the Lord, which is what they were doing. And there's... Um, we don't, it doesn't actually say what Cain uh, brought to the Lord... You know, there's some conjecture there. There's there's different opinions and whatever, but it does say he bought the fruit of the ground of the Lord. So we assume it's, you know, grains or some sort of produce off the... It's funny how people can take uh, an idea or or something from the Bible that's really not there. I heard a uh, a message once that um, was about bringing the fruit... Instead of off of the ground, of the ground to the Lord, they said they uh, Cain bought the fruit off the ground, and went on to bring a message that he was bringing rotten fruit to the Lord because it was the fruit that fell off the tree and it was off the ground. Yeah, we've got to be careful about you know if it's not in the Bible, it's not there. You know, so whatever it was, it was grain produce, whatever it was, he bought to the Lord. And verse 5, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. And it doesn't actually or specifically say why he rejected, uh, why God rejected the offering. Um, There are a lot of reasons about that as well. But what we can see that God did say in verse 4 was, Abel also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering. So it does, however, say that Abel brought the firstling of his flock and of the fat. And in numbers, the firstling of the cows and the sheep and goats and whatever were redeemed as holy. And so Abel bought a redeemed, holy offering to the Lord, the firstling, uh, the, the best. He bought God the best. Hebrews 11.4 says, By faith Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous. Abel brought a righteous, holy offering to the Lord. Whatever Cain bought wasn't acceptable to God, and Cain knew how to bring an acceptable offering to God, but he didn't. He chose not to. 
It does us good these days to us to follow Abel's example. When we bring an offering to God, whether it's our time, whether it's our finances, whether it's our praise, our worship, our service to God, our obedience, it does us good to bring a holy, acceptable offering to God, our best that we bring to him. God didn't need Cain's offering. He didn't need his produce, just as he doesn't need anything from us. He's a God that has everything. But there is a, was a deeper issue here, and God was using this situation to shine the light on the real problem. Verse 6 says, "Why are you?" God says, why are you angry? Why are you angry, Cain? You know, it's not that God didn't know. He knew, but he was calling it out of Cain. Why are you angry, Cain? God was doing something bigger than just rejecting Cain's offering because it wasn't good enough. No, God was going to reveal what was really behind Cain's actions and call out what was really in his heart. You know, today, because of God's great love for us, he will call us to deal with the issues of our heart that are not right and are, not, and are ungodly. We know what they are. We all know what they are. Most of us know. You know, the things that God puts his fingers on, finger on, the things that we carry around, the things that we know that we should be dealing with. We know what they are. And he knows that if they're undealt with, the enemy can, can and will use those things to destroy our marriages, our relationships, our ministries, our potential ministries, the church, our lives. Verse 7 says, If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door. And its desire is for you but you should rule over it. See, Cain was at a crossroad of choices and God was showing him which choice to make. He was showing him the road to take. Sin doesn't just burst through the door and say, here I am. You know, it was like um, Sean was saying uh, recently, it's a slippery slope. And in another translation, it says, here it says, sin lies at the door. But in another translation, it says, sin crouches at the door. And it reminds me of, um, you know, a, a crocodile will sit and wait. It's patient. And it will observe the patterns of its prey for the opportune time to attack. And it's similar, I, I believe, similar with, with the enemy, you know, they'll watch patterns in our lives to see where they can bring us down. You imagine a married man or a woman with a roving eye, with a wandering eye or, or liking the attention of the opposite sex a bit too much. You can imagine the enemy, you know. There's adultery in the making there. A person that's over-anxious, you know, or... or um, worries about everything and doesn't trust God or has trouble trusting God, fear can be developed there. Someone that needs recognition and looks for the praises of men or loves the praises of men, we can cause them to fall in pride. 
another carrying jealousy when others get promoted. There's an opening for envy. And this was actually um, in um, Sean's message this morning, uh, the pastor's desk. If you don't get that, I encourage you to uh, sign up for the email if you haven't already. Or if you do get it, read it because it's a real encouraging uh, way to start the Sunday morning. But envy, can, and we know what the Bible says about envy, it is rottenness to the bones. And it certainly was in Cain's case. It developed into murder. He said, sin crouches at your door and its desire is for you, Cain. But you should rule over it. Here God was showing Cain what to do. You should rule over it. You know, you should make the right choice. You know, we have one, as it has been said this morning, we have one that has ruled over our sin. He's paid the price for our sin. Jesus Christ came and paid the debt for our sin. Why do we nurture these things that the enemy can use against us and often does use against us? You know, it starts as a thought. It might start as a thought and then develop into an action. Cain's problem didn't start with murder. It started with undealt with anger and jealousy. Rule over the thoughts before they develop into action. I want to tell you how I, how I uh, or the Lord dealt with that with me. You know, I came to the Lord, I got saved and uh, Ross and I, when we first came into the marriage, we've brought a fair bit of baggage in, both of us. <laughs> We'd both been married before and hurt and whatever. Anyway, we got saved. and But I had, um, I had lost a lot or quite a few family members through very tragic uh, circumstances. And uh, I... Um, you know, there was my dad was killed in a plane crash, and then we had uh, suicide, and there was even murder in our family as well. Um, and then, you know, my ex committed adultery, so there was a lot of stuff there. And I came to the Lord and got saved, and I'm on fire for God, and I'm in there, you know, yeah, 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 uh, for God, and going on great guns, but I was still struggling with thoughts in my mind. I just sort of couldn't get over these thoughts from the past, from the hurts, from the pain, from the fear, you know, all those sort of things. And I was struggling with my thoughts. And until I ruled over those thoughts, they were producing actions. I remember one day I was ironing and I was home. And this is what happens if you don't rule over those thoughts, if you don't cast down those imaginations as the Bible says, you know, they will develop into actions. And one day I'm there at home and I'm ironing, I'm doing the ironing, and it's just like this thought, I don't know whether it's the enemy or whether it's self or what, but the thought, boom, into the head, you know. And instead of taking control of that thought or casting that thought down, I took that batten and I was running the 100 kilometre marathon with it, you know, and I'm ironing and the thoughts are going on and I'd created this whole scenario. By the time Ross come home from work, I was angry with him. <laughs> Honestly, because that thought had <laughs> developed into an action. I was angry and I had to learn to rule over those thoughts 
to rule over those things that the enemy can use in my life to cause the problems. You know, then I learned as I, as I started to, you know, rule over those thoughts, I'd only run a 50-kilometre marathon <laughs> instead of the 100. Then it got to 20, 30, and today it's like 3.5 or something, isn't it? <laughs> but I had to rule over those things in my mind, you know, and so that they didn't develop into an action. Choose to rule over the wrong and negative and destructive thoughts. Don't let them take root in our hearts. Cain had to make a choice. Obey God and rule over the sin that was lying in wait to take him out. Or ignore God's direction, continue to harbour it and pay the consequences. And we have the same choice today. As I said, Jesus Christ has paid the price for our sin. He's, he's done the work for us. The choice we have to make is whether we have to follow him and follow his direction. Follow the choices that he wants us to make. He came to this earth and paid the ransom for our souls that we could walk free of the power of sin and death. And 2 Peter 1, 3 says his divine power has given us all things, all things that pertain to life and godliness. Unfortunately, Cain chose to ignore God's advice to deal with the issues in his heart and it didn't go down well with him at all. He lost everything, was cursed and became a vagabond, a wandering vagabond. Lost his brother, lost his family, lost his home, lost his farm. But God, in his great mercy, as he does with us today still, spared his life from those that would try and kill him by putting a mark on him that he wouldn't be killed. You know, if God is shining a light on the things that he's asking you to lay down or to rule over, Don't ignore him. Choose obedience. Sometimes we drag these things around for years, knowing that God is asking us to lay them down. Lay those things down so the enemy can't use these things against us. You know, we have hurts, we have offences, unforgiveness, need to be recognised, anger, You know, we could go on and on and on. I wasn't going to share this, but I will. Uh, God gave me a vision quite a few years ago and it helped me immensely to understand what I was doing with hanging on to things and not letting go and not ruling over things. And um, what it was was the... I had a view, and uh, some of the ladies might have heard, heard this in the meetings, um, so excuse me if you've heard it before, but there was uh, a view from the top. I was looking down, and in this vision, I was looking right down, and I could see far down, and there was somebody sitting on the ground. And this person, um, I could see them moving backwards and forwards. 
And as the uh, view started to come f- closer and closer, I could see that that was myself sitting on the... This is the vision that God gave me. It was myself sitting on the ground. And as the, the view panned down and came around, I could see the person, myself, sitting on the ground was nursing another person. And I was rocking backwards and forwards with this person, just nurturing it like a baby. And when the view came closer, I could see that it was, it was me looking at me, nursing me, if that makes sense. Just stay with me. And as I was just nurturing this person, the view came in and I could see that the person that I was nursing was dead and half decayed. And But I was rocking this thing backwards and forwards, loving this thing, this person. And when I realised what it was or what I was doing, I threw the body on the ground and I thought, what am I doing? And I stood up and I looked around and I could see that I was in, it was a graveyard that I was in. And as I looked around, I seen other people sitting on the ground rocking these bodies themselves. I could see others walking around, dragging the bodies behind them. There were people that had been in there so long that all they had left were some bones, but they were white-knuckling those bones, refusing to let them go, as if their life depended on it. And I remember asking people, I wanted to get out of there and I remember asking people, how do I get out of here? And they looked at me and they just shrugged their shoulders and just kept walking, dragging the bodies and rocking the bodies. And I started to get a little bit anxious and I called out to the Lord and I said, Lord, how do I get out of here? I want to get out of this place. I don't want to stay in here. And when I said that, I looked up and in my vision... I saw Jesus and he had his hand out and I took his hand and he walked me out. And as we walked out of that place, we walked a bit further and he stopped and turned around and we looked and he said, what do you see? And as I looked, I seen the people walking around, nursing their bodies, whatever. But there was no fences. There were no walls. There were no boundaries. And I said to him, there's no walls. He said, that's right. He said, I came and paid the price. He said, these people could come out, walk out of here any time that they want. They choose to stay in the graveyard of their past. Karen, can I get you to just come up and um, just a little, please? You know, Ephesians 4.22 tells us, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitudes of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness 
and holiness. You know, this morning, it's only a short message, but this morning maybe just be a crossroad that God has brought you to to make a choice. Jesus Christ paid such an incredible price for our freedom. Let's choose to walk in it. If there's anything that God has been speaking to you this morning and you know he's asking you to make a choice, If you haven't chosen him, I encourage you to make that choice. Choose Jesus. If he's asking you to lie something down, to rule over something, and you've had trouble doing that, there's people here that will stand with you and pray with you. Ultimately, it's your choice. But I encourage you this morning, choose God. Choose life. God says, I have set before you life and death. Choose life. And choosing his way will always produce life in our lives. So I'm going to end now. It's a little bit short, but if you need prayer, if there's something that the Holy Spirit is talking to you about this morning and you want people to stand with you in prayer, I encourage you to come out the front and we'll stand with you and pray with you. God bless you all. Thanks for listening to the Rock Christian Church podcast. To be notified when the next episode is available, subscribe on our website at therock.org.au. You can also connect with us on Facebook at The Rock Christian Church. We hope you have been blessed today and we look forward to you joining us for our next episode.